The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Rosh Hashanah. Masechet Rosh Hashanah has been sponsored by Mr. Soli and Cheryl Mizrahi. Hashem Alehem Yihyu for the Hatzlacha of both of their families, for Bezat Hashem, health, happiness, Rabnasa, continued success, and of course, uh, much Nachat and uh, pleasure from their children. Hiratzon, in the Zechut of their dedication to the Masechet Rosh Hashanah, they will be Zochef for good judgment, they will be Zochef for good Beracha and Mazal in all their endeavors. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated in memory of Nuri ben Le'ah and Ze'ev ben Rachel. Dedicated by Nuri Jaradeh. Daf Chet. Today's daf has been dedicated by our dear friend, Haimi Dana Hashem Mishvinu V'hayehu, a member of our daf Hayumi class. Today's <laughs> has been sponsored in memory of Abraham ben Esther. Begin today's daf on Zayin Amud Bet, and we are four lines. From the bottom. In our sugya, <coughs> we are discussing the different Rashi uh, Shanim. The Mishnah listed Arba'a Rashi Shanim him. So the Gemara at this point brought a Braita. The Braita showed us that there's actually two more. There's the Rosh Hashanah for the uh, eating of Tevu'ah. Which means on the second day of Pesach, 16th of Nisan, they brought the Korban Omer. That was a Rosh Hashanah in the sense that now it allowed us to eat from the new crop of wheat. Furthermore, on the 6th of Sivan, which we know is Shavuot, they brought a Korban called Shtehal Lechem. And that Korban allowed uh, the new wheat to be used now in Korbanot. So until uh, Shavuot, well, you can eat from the new wheat, but you're not allowed to use the new wheat in Korbanot. You have to wait until the 6th of Sivan when they bring a Korban called Korban Ashtal Lechem, and that allows now the new crop to be used in sacrifice. So those are two more dates. So the Gemara's question is, how come you don't uh, list those two dates? So comes the Gemara now. The Gemara, the Gemara gave an answer. Now the Gemara is going to give another answer. Rav Shisha Peret Rav Idi Amar Ki Kachashiv Midi Delo Tali B'Maaseh Amishnah is only listing Rosh Hashanahs that happen automatically, that are not dependent on an action. It means the day comes and automatically uh, whatever uh, the year changes or the uh, the uh, process begins by itself without having to do an action. However, midi detali But items that are dependent on an action, the Mishnah does not list, and therefore it's not going to list the 16th of Nisan as a Rosh Hashanah because the wheat doesn't become automatically permissible just by the day. You have to bring the korban Omer. 
the wheat doesn't become permissible for a korban automatically on the sixth of Sivan. You have to bring korban uh, So therefore, things that are dependent on an action, the Mishnah did not list. Because what do you mean? One of the things in the Mishnah was the Galim. That what? That on Pesach begins the Rosh Hashanah for the Galim. That what? From that point on, you count three the Galim, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, and then you're going to be over on Baal Te'achir. So he says, wait, I mean, that, that's Talun Ma'aseh. Because you can't be over on Baal Te'achir. Until they bring the morning korban, which means once Baal Tachayir, you delayed your korban. But it's not just automatic. Once the third holiday passes, you're No, the Kohen has to bring the korban or that Tamil Shahar, because you cannot bring your korban until that happens. So therefore, this is also dependent on a maaseh. Just like you're telling me that the korban haomer is it maaseh, so too also this is a maaseh as well. So therefore, how come? They give me the rule that the Mishnah did not list things with Maaseh. So the Gemara gives an answer which the Gemara gave previously uh, in the Gemara. The Gemara says, Bal hayil. Which means the um, law of Bal happens automatically from the time that he made his Nedir. Which means at the time that the person vowed, I am going to bring uh, such and such a uh, korban, so at that point over there, that's already when he's obligated to bring the korban, and the hayuv uh, of, uh, or the potential of bal now, is on him. Which means, it's not dependent on the masses. You thought that you, you're calculating it from the time that the kohen now brings the olat tami, that that's when the hayuv is on him. No, the hayuv is on him, well before that, the Hayyub starts Mishikadesh Hayyom, as she said, which is Mishikadesh Hayyom is ready from before the, from, from before, from, from before the day, from, when, from the time that he made the Nedir. So it's not dependent on a Maaseh, it's dependent on his vow. Once he made the vow, the Hayyub is on him. Kabbalah Sabare Yovlot. What do you mean? One of the Yerosh Hashanahs was Yovel. Right? We said on Aleph Tishri, it's not enough for Yovel. Now, Yovel is the 50th year, the Jubilee year, they call that. And on that year, you blow the shofar, and it frees the slaves. And also, it has uh, ramifications for fields. But the point is, it's not an automatic. It's got to be dependent on the blowing of the shofar. Uh, it's a ma'aseh. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yishma'el ben Rabbi Yohanan ben Berokahi. So now, we can say that our Mishnah is found the pen of Rabbi Yishma'el, like we also said previously in the Gemara, that he holds that the Yovel is on Rosh Hashanah. You don't have to wait until uh, Kippur or to blow the shofar. It's automatic. Just once the night of Rosh Hashanah comes in, already the laws of Yovel start to kick in. So it's also not dependent on a Maaseh. So that's that answer of the Gemara. And that's why we didn't list Tet uh, Zayin Nisan and Vav Sivan. Because those are certainly dependent on an action. Now comes the Gemara and gives another answer. But Amar... And the Sheikh comes along and says, She's like, Go to Bach takes out the Vav. So we say, Rav Ashe Amar, Arba'a Rashe Hashanim Hem, Shehen Be'arba'a Rashe Chodashim. He says like this, When it says there are four Rosh Hashanahs, no, the Mishnah is not listing four dates. The Mishnah is saying, There are four Rosh Hashanahs 
that are in four different months of the year. So the Mishnah is really listing the different potential months that have in them Los Hashanahs. How? Look at that sheet, top line. We're only listing the Rosh Hashanahs that come in the beginning of the month, on the Alephs. So there's four of those. Ve'en regalim in a minyan. Well, obviously, regalim cannot be part of the minyan because regalim is Pesach. Regalim starts on the 15th of Nisan. So therefore, basically the Mishnah is really saying there are four Rosh Hashanahs that come in the beginning of the month. And therefore, knock out the Galim, you can't count that one. You can't count Omer, you can't count Shtalechem. So you're just left with the, let's say the Aleph Nisan, that would be one. You're left with the Aleph uh, Tishri, that would be one. You have the Aleph Elul, which would be for the uh, Maaser. And you have Aleph Shivat, which would be for uh, the uh, Ilan. Now, the Gemara asks the question Aleph Shivat? Who's Aleph Shivat going like? That's going like Bechamai. So the Gemara asks the question Behad Bishvat, Ke Bechamai? You're listening Aleph Shabbat as one of the four. The Stam Mishnah is going like Bet Shammai. Which means why would the Stam Mishnah take the opinion of Bet Shammai? We said that the, according to Bet Elel, the Rosh Hashanah for the Ilan is on Tu Bishvat, Tedvav. So why would the Mishnah say, there are four Rosh Hashanahs that come Birashay Hodashim? So one of the four is actually going to be Aleph Shabbat, which is Shittat Bet Shammai. So give it a question. What do you mean? You go like Bet Shammai? Look at that sheet. Fourth line. Uparchinan in Ken, Behad Bishvat Satam Lan Tanabir Shakibet Shamai, Dikibetel, Amri Betubo. So comes your answer, Haki Kamar. Shilosha Lidvrea Kol, Behad Bishvat, Mahloka Bechamar Betel. Really, it's saying is three of the dates is the Vrea Kol, means everybody agrees to. And the fourth one is subject to a mahloket b'chamai b'telel. Now, how would you read that in the Mishnah? So the sheet tells you. Haki kamar. Tana de matnitin satam b'resha echad b'shvat b'rashesh shanim. The first part of the Mishnah was tam four rashesh shanim that come out on Rosh Chodesh, and one of them is Aleph Shevat. That's the tam Mishnah. Then the end of the Mishnah comes and explains teach me to tell me that which we said in the Mishnah in the beginning. Which means yes, we were stam, but then we were mifarish. So as if we said there are four Roshanas uh, and one of them is Aleph. Shivat, oh, but you should know, and we get to the end of the Mishnah, that that which we said, the Aleph Shivat one, that's Talubi Mahloket. So we really bet the holds that it is indeed Aleph, bet uh, says two Bishvat, and therefore, as if the Mishnah is uh, giving us that uh, that Mahloket, uh, that explanation. Now look at the next Rashi, Shiloshal is called It's really not three Devrakot, because if you remember, there's another Mahloket in the Mishnah. Regarding when the Rosh Hashanah for Ma'asir is. Is the Rosh Hashanah for Ma'asir be Ma'alif Elul? 
or is it Aleph Tishri? So it says, De'ai Echad Be'elun Nameh Pinuktai, Rabbi Le'ezer B'Shimon, Omnim Be'ehad B'Tishri. That's right. He said that Rabbi Le'ezer B'Shimon hold that Ma'asir is Aleph Tishri. And now the Tarakama holds, it's Aleph Elul. So therefore you cannot say it's in the Devra'a Kol. So the Gibbara says, Ela Abetelel Ka'eh. So it says, when we say the Devra'a Kol, we're not discussing other rabbis. You know there's other rabbis that have Mahlokot in the Mishnah. We're discussing the Devra'a Kol means according to Betelel. She's the only one out of the four that Betelel argues on is two Bishvat. But on the other three, Betelel is in agreement. It's Devra'a Kol, meaning between Betelel and Betelel. We're only focusing on those two rabbis, what they hold, and not the other Mahlokot of the Mishnah. Okay, so that's basically... Another reason why we did not list Tetzai uh, Nisan and Vav Sivan, because it doesn't happen on the beginning of the month. Amishnah is only listing the, the, the Rosh Hashanahs that happen in the beginning on the first day of the month. Okay. So basically there was three answers to this question, by the way. The first answer was we learned on yesterday's da'af, that we only list um, Rosh Hashanahs that begin from the night, that the laws kick in from the night, from the beginning of the of the uh, of the calendar day, plus at night. But Nisan, the law of the Omer is the day. Right. Uh, the law of kicks in the day, so therefore we don't list it. Second answer of the Gemara, we're only listing items in the Mishnah that are not dependent on an action. Mashiach and Omer and Shtalehim. Third answer in the Gemara, we're only um, listing items that happen on the first day of the month. We're not listing Rosh Hashanahs that happen on any other day. And the Mishnah is really saying that there are four of those, and one of them is subject to a mahluk between Bet Shammai and Bet Comes the Gemara and continues. Okay, now we discuss the law of Ma'asir Behema. So we said, Mahloket. According to Tanakama, the cutoff point is Aleph Elul. Which means what? Any animal that's born before Aleph Elul, the Ma'asir is taken from the year before. Any animal that's born after Aleph Elul, so that's considered already from the new, new, uh, new flock. And if you have to take Ma'asir, from the new flock on the new flock, and the old flock on the old flock. So you have to know exactly when the cutoff point is. So one rabbi said Aleph Elul, and one rabbi said Aleph Tishri. So now we really have to figure out what the source of this Mahlokit is. Where do they get these arbitrary dates for the cutoff point for Ma'asir? So give us Amar Yohanan, Ushnehem, Ikra'ah Hadarshim. Both rabbis, the Talakama, and the Bidhaiz and the Bishimon, are Doresh one Pasuk. And that's where they get the sheet out from. Pasuk at Tehilim, Shun Imar, Laveshu Kharim Asun, Vahamakim, Yaatfu Bar, Yitroa'u, Af Yashiru. Now, the simple meaning of the Pasuk is Laveshu Kharim Asun, which means the flock, that's Karim, uh, was dressed, Laveshu. They were wearing, uh, they were garbed, so to speak, in what? In Sun, in sheep. Which means this is a reference to when the animal is pregnant. She's they're wearing their dress, which means when they're pregnant, it's like they have that extra fat on them. So it's like they're they're laden. But what are they laden with? With the with, 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 uh, with the baby inside of them. That they're pregnant. So it says 
Ya'atfu Ba'amakim Ya'atfu Bar And the animals that are in the uh, valley Ya'atfu Bar They will be Or the Amakim The valleys themselves are covered with Bar Bar is fodder That would be like hay And straw and stuff like that Yitru'a'u Afyashiru They shout out They even sing Now based on this pasuk This is how we're going to learn One day of Ma'asid is when the cutoff point is how. Kibara says, The Bimir Sabar. The Bimir says, Ematai Laveshu Karimason. When is it that the sheep become pregnant? Bisman Shamakim Yatfubar. At the time that there's father in the valleys. The Ematai Amakim Yatfubar. And when is that? Badar Mitabirot. Which means Badar. In Adab, you go to the fields. By Adar already, there's a uh, uh, father in the fields. And the Pasuk is telling us, when do the animals become pregnant? When what? The month of the year that you see that there's father in the fields. And when is that? The month of Adar. Now let's calculate. They get pregnant in Adar. Now how long does it take a sheep to give birth? And she says five months. So therefore, the yuldot be'av. They give birth in av. So therefore, we're going to say the cutoff point for them is going to be what? The next month, Rosh Chodesh Elul. So you got the calculation. They give birth, they get the, 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 the mating season, we'll call it this Adar. Right? Five months later, they give birth. That's the new crowd, that's the new flock. That happens in av. And therefore, the next month already, Aleph Elul becomes the cutoff point for they say no. When is the mating season that the animals become pregnant? When the uh, fields, so to speak, shout out and sing. Now, what is this a reference to? At a certain time of the year when the wheat stalks grow and the wind comes and they start blowing the stalks. They start to clank against each other. When the stalks are clanking against each other, it sounds like a singing sound. So therefore they say, what time of the year does the wheat sing? So, When do the stalks sing? Benisan. That's in Nisan already. So now the calculation is like this. Benisan. The mating season is in Nisan. Five months later they give birth. That's Elul. Rosh Hashanah Shilayim and therefore the Rosh Hashanah is going to be the next month Tishri, so that's the Bakhluk Do you go after Va'amakim Ya'at Fubar Or do you go after Yitro'a'u Af Yashiru The beginning of the Pazuk is no argument Everybody agrees Laveshu Karim Ason Everybody agrees that The first part of the Pazuk is about when the animals mate When they get pregnant The question is, when does that happen? So the first Rabbi says what? It happens at the time of Va'amakim Ya'at Fubar They get pregnant in Adar other rabbis know they get pregnant during Afyashiru when they're singing. When is the Shimonim singing? Nisan. But uh, what does the other rabbi do with the fact that it says Yitru'au Afyashiru? Right? Doesn't it say uh, this Pasuk over You're telling me that it's an Adar. Uh, what do you mean? But it says Yitru'au Afyashiru in the Pasuk. That's talking about the late ones. Which means the real mating season is in Adar. Mm. Yeah, you have the late ones that don't mate until Nisan. 
But the main is going to be in Adar. Oh, what does the other rabbi do with the fact that it's Vahbakim Fubar, which is Mashma, it's Adar? That's talking about the early ones. So therefore, each rabbi will learn the other part of the Pasuk is either the late mating season or the early mating season. Okay, so which means comes comes uh, uh, that we have a shitav Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir says Ehad Elul. That's the uh, time of Maaser. Why do you say Ehad Elul? Because the animals mate in Adar. Okay, they give birth in Av. Once they give birth in Av, already Elul becomes the cutoff point to Maaser. So he says, Why Adar? Because that's the pasuk of Amakim Yat Fubar. That's when the fire is in the field. Ah, but it's a Jitrahaf Yashiru. No, no, that's Nisan. No, no, that, that's the late ones. We're not going with the late ones. That's the minority. The minority of the made in Nisan. We're not going with the minority. Okay, good. They'll be the Ezra, they'll be Shimon. They say it's Aleph Tishri. Why? They go through Aleph Yashiru. They say when the storks are singing. When the storks are singing, mating season is Nisan. So they give birth in Elul. Give birth in Elul five months later. So Tishri becomes the Roshana uh, for them. So, oh, but it says the Pasuk, Ma'amakim Yatfubar. It's Adar. No, that's the early ones. It's again the minority of the animals mate in Adar. And then when I go with the minority, we're going with the majority. Uh, the Gibbara says now, the reading of these Pesukim only makes sense according to the Bimi'ir. Why? Bishlamal the Bimi'ir, again he says it's Adar, correct? Kedikhtiv, the Pasuk flows. Laveshu Karimason, that the animals become pregnant when Bisman Sha'amakim Ya'at Fubar. At the time it is father in the field, meaning in Adar. And there's also some animals that they delay even until the time of the singing, which is in Nisan. So the Pesuk flows. It's giving you Adar first, and then it gives you Nisan, the later one. They say the primary mating season is one in Nisan. So the Pesuk should say, It should say the opposite. It should say, just say at the time that the storks are clanking against each other, that's the that's when they mate. And you should know also the Ikadameda Amakim Yatfubar. And there's also a minority of them that mate early in Adar. So according to really the Pasuk is written out of order. It's telling me that, that the mating season is what? The Amakim Yatfubar. That's not so according to the Bidaz of Shimon. It's not Adar. It really happens in Nisan. So the Pasuk doesn't flow according to the Bidazar and Everybody says the mating season for animals is in Adar. And therefore they really give birth also in Av. So what's the Mahlokit? So what's the Mahlokit? The Mahlokit is in the following Pasuk. Different Pasuk, different subject. Aser Ta'asir. Right? The Torah says. Regarding giving you ma'asir of your dagan, it says a double language. Asir, ta'asir. So the Gemara says, "Bishnei ma'asot ketub b'tabir." It's referring to two different ma'asot. Ehad ma'asir behema, ehad ma'asir dagan. Oh, one is ma'asir behema, which we're talking about, giving the tenth animal, and one is ma'asir dagan, the regular ten percent of the grain. Now, Rabbi Meir Rabbi Meir says, "Makish ma'asir behema, the ma'asir dagan." The fact that Torah puts them both together, Asir Ta'asir, it's comparing Ma'asir Behema to Ma'asir Dagan. <coughs> now, Ma Ma'asir Dagan, just like by Ma'asir Dagan, Samuk Le Gumro Esuro, that when is the obligation of giving Ma'asir? 
Samuch Legomro. Rosh Hashanah for Maasir is Tishri. Why is it Tishri? Because it takes the whole summer season for the wheat to dry. Once the grain dries, it's finished the process, then you give the Maasir right away in Tishri. So this rabbi says, just like by Maasir Dagan, the Hayyub of Maasir is after the process is finished. So too we're going to say Af ma'asir bema Samuch legomro Esuro When it's finished That's when you got to give the ma'asir When are the animals finished? Well they give birth in Av So when's uh, They give birth in Av So when's that? Next Rosh Chodesh would be Elul So Samuch legomro Esuro Again It's clear ma'asir dagan Is on Alif Tishri That's the cut off point Where they get that? Because it's Samuch legomro Let's say by Elul already, in the middle of Elul, that's when it's finished. What do you mean finished? They're dry. From the whole heat of the summer, the sun dries it out. So that was Sabuch Gomro, Surah. So the same logic is going to apply by Ma'asir. Sabuch Gomro, when is Gomro? Well, they get impregnated in Adar. They don't give birth until Av. So they're finished in Av. Sabuch Gomro, Surah. Alif Elul. Rabbi Nazar, Bishron, Sabar, Makish Ma'asir, Bimala Ma'asir, Dagan. Yes. Ma'asir ta'asir, I also compare Ma'asir be'emat to Ma'asir dagan. But I make a a perfect comparison. And I say like this. Ma'asir dagan, Rosh Hashanah shilo tishri. Af ma'asir be'emat, Rosh Hashanah shilo tishri. I say it's exactly like it. Which is just like Ma'asir dagan. When is it? Alef tishri. So to Ma'asir be'emat is also Alef tishri. So it's finished. It's a straight hikesh. And therefore, that's the source of the Gabbana. Which means we go back to the Mishnah. Can you read the Mishnah Machot, Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shimon, by Ma'asir, Be'ma, is it either Aleph Elul, or is it Aleph Tishri, or is it based on, how far do you go in the comparison between Ma'asir, Be'ma, to Ma'asir, Dagan? Do you say, it's just in concept, meaning, Samukh Gumro Esuro, that will bring you to Elul, or do you say, no, it's exactly like Ma'asir, Dagan, just like Ma'asir, Dagan, is Aleph Tishri, is the current point, so to Ma'asir, Be'ma, is also, Aleph Tishri, and that's the Shittab, Rabbi Ezer, Rabbi Shimon, comes again, and continues, Be'ahad, Be'tishri, Rosh Hashanah, Lishanim, okay, on Aleph Tishri, that's when you start counting, years, the years change, in, Aleph Tishri, because, Nema'el Cheta, What's the nafka mina? What do you mean years? Years for what? What's the halachic ramification? Amara papa l'shtarot. So you know the date l'shtarot. You have to know it for the king. Or you have to know the year. So the years change in uh, in, uh, in in Tishri. So comes the Gemara and says, what are you talking about? Odetnan, shtare chova mukdamim pesulim. Like we learned earlier. A predated shtar is pasul. Vamuharim kashirim. And a postdated shtar is kashir. Let's just review that quickly. A predated shtar is pasul because now it's going to put a lien on properties that were really sold before the loan. And therefore, it's going to be taking properties that are not lawful. A postdated shtar is okay because it's to the disadvantage of the one that lent the money. Because really, he postdated it, he's not taking liens on property that was sold after the loan. He's postdating it, and therefore, since it's uh, to the advantage, or to the disadvantage of the lender, so therefore the shtar is cashed. No, nobody put it this way, but on a, on a postdated shtar, no property could be taken unlawfully. If anything, he's not taking properties that he could have taken mm-hmm. by putting it as a postdate. So therefore, you have to know when the, when the year is. 
So therefore, in order to know exactly when you're writing the king's uh, years, you have to know exactly uh, Tishri. So the star doesn't become predated or postdated. So the Gemara, what are you talking about? I thought we said that Rosh Hashanah for Melachim is the first of Nisan. We asked on that bet. What's that? What's the purpose of that? The Amar of Chazda, the Shtarot. So we know we have we, we have a cutoff already for Shtarot. Alif Nisan. Now it's be Alif Tishri. So Gemara says, Lakashia kan lemalchei Yisrael, kan lemalchei Umot Aulam. Depends. Jewish kings, it's Aleph Nisan. The kings of the Goim is Aleph Tishri. So therefore, it depends. It depends who, who, who you're counting. If you count, who's in power? Exactly. If you're counting Jewish kings, so you got to know that it's Aleph Nisan is the is the years. And you have to if it's going Goy kings, the non-Jewish kings, so you judge it from Aleph Tishri. So the Gemara says, wait. Elahada Amarav Chazda. Lafazda made a comment on our Mishnah. Lafazda said like this: "Lo shanu elad melchei Yisrael." On the Mishnah itself, when the Mishnah said, uh, okay? So the Fazda commented, oh, you should know when it says Rosh Melachim, that's only Jewish kings. But non Jewish kings is Tishli. So the Gemara asks, Wait, if the Mishnah Beferush then says that Alif Tishri is Rosh Hashanah Shanim, and we're int- interpreting that to mean for Melachim of non-Jews. So what the You're coming to tell me still that the Mishnah says? Jeez, the Fazdah jumped the gun. On Aleph Nisan. It says, Aleph Nisan, Rosh Hashanah, the Melachim. Right? So the Fazdah comes along and says, Oh, you should know that this Aleph Nisan for Melachim is only Jewish kings. But non-Jewish kings is Tishri. Wait, what do you jump the gun? The Mishnah says that. Doesn't the Mishnah say Aleph Tishri? The, the Shanim, and we're explaining Aleph to Shri, the Shanim means for Melech Egoim. So what, if Azda is coming to tell me what the Mishnah is telling me? If Azda is coming to teach me what the Mishnah says? If Azda's statement is unnecessary, according to the way we're learning now. What does Aleph to Shri in the Mishnah mean? Aleph to Shri the Shanim. What's the Peshat in the Gemara? The Shanim, the Malchei Umot Ta'olan, that that's the way you date the Shtarot. So if Azda, why'd you jump the gun in Aleph Nisan? You didn't have to say anything. You should, you should have just said, stay tuned, the Mishnah is going to tell you when Malchei Umot Ta'olam applies. Instead he jumped the gun, he said, Shalom Alef Nisan, that's only the Malchei Israel. But for Malchei Umot Ta'olam, Mitashlim Aninam. That's the next line in the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. No, Rav Chizda Kira'e Atal Ashma'inam. Rav Chizda is coming to tell you the Hidushim in the Pesukim. Just if you remember on the Bet, on the Gimal, we had all the Pesukim proving me that by Malche Umot Ta'olam, we go by Tishri. That was the whole story with Atashasta and the whole calculation with Nehemiah. So then all of us that was coming to t- tell me is what? That this can be substantiated in the Pesukim. That's his Hadush, not the Mishnah. I mean, now we know so Malche Umot Ta'olam is Tishri. And his Hadush was all the different Pesukim that were able to prove it from, like we learned above. Or another interpretation. He learns the Mishnah different of Hazda. When it says Aleph Tishri the Shanim, he doesn't learn that that's for kings. He learns the kings from an implication of Nisan. Nisan is Malchai Israel, but Malchai Amotalam is Tishri. Oh, but what does it mean when it says Aleph Tishri is Shanim? No, like the Bizira. The Bizira Amar Litkufa. The Bizira holds that Aleph Tishri is the. The beginning of the tikufa, which is when you start counting the seasons. 
So you have to know exactly there's the different seasons of the moon and the sun. So when do you start making these calculations? So it starts from when? From the world was created. Okay. When was the world created? Tishri. So therefore it says, Aleph to Jesus Shadim is when you're going to calculate the Tikufot, the seasons. So we'll go through that calculation. When you go through the Tikufot, so again, then you start from Tishri. So it doesn't do with kings. So therefore you had to imply the king law from Aleph Nisan. It says that the world was actually created in Tishrit. If you start calculating the sun and the moon cycles from when they were created. What is that, Tishrit? Another answer. Uh, when it says Rosh Hashanah, Aleph Tishrit is Rosh Hashanah, it really is referring to what? Deen. Which means God judges everything. The years, which is what's going to happen to a person on the coming year, Lashanim, it's on Aleph Tishri. So that's another interpretation of Lashanim. Now, how do you know that? Dikhtiv, Mereshit Ashana, Kadaharit Shana. From the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Mereshit Ashana, Nidon Mayeh Besofa. From the beginning of the year, it's judged what's going to be at the end. Mereshit Ashana, Kadaharit Shana. That means what's going to happen at the end of the year is already judged from the beginning of the year. You can say it like that. Well, who told you when it says Mereshit Hashana means it's Tishri? Tishri actually is the seventh month. So therefore when it says Mereshit, it's the beginning of the year. How do you know that's Tishri? Tikhtiv, Tikhu Bahodeh Shofar. It says, blow in the month the Shofar. Bakeseh the Yom Hagenu. In the month that has the holiday that is concealed. So the Gemara says, Ezehu Hag. Which holiday do we have? Shachodesh mitkasebo. That the moon is, Bikisui is concealed. Havi Omer, Zero Shoshana. Because all the holidays are usually on the 15th of the month. 15th of the month is the full moon. Right, it's evident at all times. However, on Rosh Shana, even though it's Rosh Chodesh, so there is a moon, however, it's not concealed at all times. Which means in the morning, it, it, the moon cannot be seen in, which is close to the morning, the moon cannot be seen by certain people. Mm-hmm. And in the evening, the moon cannot be seen by certain people. Which means, even though it's out, there is a moon on Rosh Hashanah, but it's a, it's a tiny, tiny sliver. So therefore, it cannot be visible from the different angles. So therefore, it's considered the holiday of Kisui. Bakese, the Yom, Hagenu. Now, so therefore, it says, and what, and what do we do on that uh, that day? Tikhu b'chodesh shavar, the shavar uchtiv. And what does it say? Kihok l'Israelu. It's a uh, a set set rule for Kliyisla on that day. Mishpat Elohei Yaakov. That what? That God is judging us. Mishpat. And therefore, from all these pesukim, you see what? That the day of judgment, the blowing of the shavar, is done by kese. Which holiday is done? Bakese has to be Rosh Hashanah. And we know that that is a day of judgment. And therefore, when we go back and we say, Mereshit Hashanah, the Harit Shanah, we know that must be Tishri, which is Rosh Hashanah. So back to the Mishnah. When the Mishnah says, Aleph Tishri is the Shanim, it means the judgment of the years. And that's why the Fazdah learns like that. And that's why you have to learn the kings from Aleph Nisan. Aleph Nisan is from Malchai Yisrael, but Malchai Motaulam is Tishri. Because it was not written in the Mishnah. And how do we know that 
uh, that's the time of judgment. So the Gemara says, because it says, Mereshit Shana Bad Ahari Shana. Right? From the beginning of the year, it's going to be judged already what's going to happen at the end of the year. So that the Gemara asks, how do you know that we're talking about Tishli? It's not because it's Tikkun Bachonish Shofar, because Yom Hagenu. So we know the judgment is on Tishli. That's the point. We know it's Tishli because that's when we, that we're judged. Because that's the month that we have Shofar, which is Bekeseh. That's what we judge. And we know the holiday is Tishli. Comes the Gemara and says, Tanu Rabbana. Kihot li Yisraelu. The Gemara is going to give some derashot in this pasuk. Kihot li Yisraelu. It's a set rule for Yisrael. Mishpat l'Elohei Yaakov. That is judgment by the God of Yaakov. Benamed. She'en bedin shel ma'ala nichnasim ladin that the laws of Rosh Hashanah, I mean the judgment, does not get activated in Shamayim until Am Yisrael sanctifies the holiday. First it's got to start with Israel. They have to say Mikudash. They have to sanctify the Rosh Hashanah. Oh, once it's sanctified by Hukli Yisrael, then Mishpat, then the judgment begins. So that's one explanation of the Pasuk. Betin. Betin sanctifies Rosh Hashanah. Mikudash, Mikudash, Mikudash. Once they accept the witnesses, they come to Betin, like we learned, uh, that uh, they come and uh, Betin has to interrogate them, etc. And then uh, they accept the Rosh Hashanah. Then once the judgment, the 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 the, 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 the sanctify, Mishpat. It could be uh, for judgment. The judgment starts after Christ sale sanctifies the uh, sanctifies the day. Tanya idach. We have another brayta. Kihok liYisrael hu. It's a set judgment for Israel. Any elal Israel. It's much for only the Jewish people are judged on Rosh Hashanah. Leumot ha'olam minayin. How do you know the goyim are also judged? Talmud Lomar Mishpat Elohei Yaakov. It's judgment for God. Which in God's judging on that day, everybody. Because the second part of the passage just doesn't say who's getting judged. It just says mishpat. Which means it's judgment in the way Yaakov for the God of Jacob, which means he's judging the whole world. So we have to say Kahok Yisrael. If the end of the Pasuk is saying Mishpat, Yaakov, that includes everybody. So what do you have to tell me Mishpat Kahok Yisrael? We go in first. What's the logic? Let's say you have a king and you have the Sibur, uh, the masses. Who goes in first? They let the king in first. Mishpat Abdo or Mishpat Amo. Right? It says first Mishpat Abdo, the servant, that's the king, God's servant. And then it says Mishpat Amo, the people. Maitama. What's the reason why I let the king in first? It's not derechir, it's to make the king wait outside. Which means now, there's time for judgment. Everybody's in the lobby, waiting to get to the judge. Right, so you're going to make the king wait? So for the king, the king goes first. Not that proper. So the same thing with Abi Sayyid. Amir says considered uh, a king compared to the Goim. So therefore it's not proper for the Jewish people supposed to have to be pending and waiting for their judgment. So therefore they let the Jewish people in first, they get their uh, you know, verdict, they get their judgment, and then they let the, uh, the Goim go in. Before the, king, before the judge gets angry. Which means if you let the king go in last, he's going to punish the king. 
because he's going to get so angry with all the sibud that went in before with all the averot, so he's going to come and take it out now on the king. So we want the king to get a good judgment, so put him in first. So the king goes in first, when the, so to speak, the judge is still in a good mood, so to speak, and therefore we'll give, him, give him a good judgment. So if, if the goyim are going to go in first, it's going to, it's going to, arouse. It's going to arouse me that the deen. Now once we get the deen, it's going to come in the world, and the Jewish people are going to go in, the deen is going to be strong, and therefore we want to go in still when it's be that the before the haronaf, before the anger sets in. So that's why it says, Kihot Yisraelu. First, the judgment is for Yisrael. Then, Mishpat, Yaakov. Then, the rest of the Motaulam go in. No, 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 everybody gets judged on Rosh Hashanah. It's just in the order of the day, the Jews get uh, judged first, and then the uh, Goyim. Comes Gemara and says now, Vilishmitin. We said that for the Shemitah, yeah. that is Aleph Tishri. What does it mean Shemitah? The law is kicking. You can't plow, you can't plant. That starts already. Aleph Tishri, yeah? Minalan. How do you know that? Dikhtiv. Because it says, Ubashana Shivirit, Shabbat Shabbaton, Yeyela Aris. Which it has to be a year of cessation of work. But it doesn't say Rosh Hashanah, it's Aleph Tishri. It just says in the seventh year. How do you know that's We have a Gizra Shava. It says Shana by Shemitah, and it says Shana by Tishri. How? Tikhtiv. Mirishit Ashana. Didn't we quote the Pasuk above? Mirishit Ashana. Didn't we say Mirishit Ashana is Tishri? So it says the word Shana by Tishri, and it says by Shemitah, Ubashana, Hashivit, Shana Shana, it teaches me Aleph Tishri. Vilikmor Shana Shana Minisan. Who told you? I got another pasuk that says the word Shana, but by the month of Nisan, Dikhtiv, Rishon Ulachem Le'ojeh Shana, which is Nisan. Kevara says, Danin Shana, She'en Ima Chodashim, Mishana She'en Ima Chodashim. I'd rather learn a Shana to a Shana that does not talk about months. Me, right, which means, see, really opposite. The point, right. Which is by Shemitah, it just says, Ubashana Shivirit, Shana plain. By Rosh Hashanah, what does it say? Mereshit Hashanah, plain. However, ve'en danin shana she'en imah chodashim, mishna she'yesh imah chodashim. But by Nisan it says, Rishonu lachem lechodsheh hashana. It's discussing months in that pasuk. So I'm not going to learn from a pasuk that discusses months, chodsheh shana, to a pasuk that just says shana alone. So therefore it's better to learn from shana shana to Rosh Hashanah, which is no mention of months. So that's how you know. Somebody asks, how do you know Aleph Tishri is Rosh Hashanah for Shemitah? Shana, Shana, Mitishri. Comes the next Gemara. Ulyoblot. Aleph Tishri, we said, is the Rosh Shana for the concept of Yovel. That's the year that the slaves go free, as well as uh, fields return to their original owners. So the Gemara says, Yovlot. Be'ehad b'tishrihu. You're telling me that the Yuvlot, the laws kick in on Aleph Tishri? Yuvlot b'yud b'tishrihu. It's on the Kippur, it's the Shovel. How do you know? Dikhtiv, b'yom Kippurim, ta'aviru shofar. It says when they would, they would blow the shofar, that's when the, all the laws became uh, active. On Kippur, of the 50th year, they would blow shofar. Which means, really there's no law to blow shofar on Kippur. 
That which we blow Shofar on Yom Kippur at the end of the day, that's yeah, just uh, Zecher, yeah. or symbolic. Yeah. But in the olden days, on Yovel, every 50th, there was a Hayyub min Torah to blow the Shofar. And that was the signal, like a freedom signal, for all the Abadim that they go free. So what do you tell me, Alif Tishri? Alif Tishri, it's really Ten Tishri is, is Yovel. Hamani, who's the author of our Mishnah, Rabbi Ishmael ben Rabbi Yohanan ben Berogai, like we learned earlier, that according to Rabbi Ishmael, the laws of Yovel actually begin Rosh Hashanah. Netanya, because we have a, a, a Braita. Now listen to this Dirashaya. Tekindashtem et shenat hamishim shana. It says you will sanctify the 50th year. So the Gemara says, what do you have to tell me that you're going to sanctify the 50th year? Which is already before that, the Pasuk said, Sheva Shabbatot Shanim. So it shall count. Right. Seven cycle of four, seven. seven cycles of seven, meaning 49 years. And then on the Kippur of that year, you're going to blow the Shofar. I know it's the Shabbatot year. Jews, can I make a simple calculation? Count 49 years. And then the following Kippur, blow Shofar. What is the Pasuk have to go out of its way and say, and you will sanctify the 50th year? I know it's the 50th year. Matabud Lomar. What does it have to tell me the 50th year? So it says, Because it says, You blow the Shavar on Kippur. I might have thought that the Yovel Kedushav, the Yovel starts only on Kippur. Tell me the entire 50th year. Shnat Hamishim starts from the beginning, from Aleph to Shri. So therefore, the reason why that's to come and tell me you can distinguish Shnat Hamishim, I don't know what's the 50th You told me 49 years count, and then on Kippur, not the Shavad. You would have thought what? That the 50th year starts. On Kippur, when you blow the Shavad. Nah! The laws of Yovel actually begin on. The beginning of the 50th year. What do you mean? Do the slaves go free on the Alif Tishri? So he says like this. Well, the servants were in limbo. They didn't get freed yet, because they can't go free until they blow the Shofar. But they don't work. Because once already Adam Tishli comes, it's already considered Yovel. So they're, you know, they're in limbo. They don't get free, but they don't, they don't have to work. Because why? It's just the Kedashtim Mishnah Habishim. Once already the Habishim comes in, technically there's no more working for the slaves. So what do they do? They rejoice. The slaves could be for many years. And therefore now they start to eat, drink and celebrate. And they can even put these crowns on their heads. As she says, if they want, let's say, put a certain crown on their head to show that they're going to be free, they can do that as well. Once Kippur comes, Mm-hmm. So the slaves go back to their homes, they're free. And the fields go back to their original owners. So that's the opinion of Amishnah. So again, when you read the Mishnah, it says, Alif Tishri, Rosh Hashanah, Liyovel. That's going like Rabbi Ishmael, that indeed says that the laws of freedom of slaves actually starts to begin on Alif Tishri, based on the Pacific Shenat Hamishim, that it starts at the beginning of the 50th year. Right? Because if it wouldn't have said Kshat Hamishim, I would have said the 10th. The 10th, because it says when you blow the Shofar, but the 10th. Because no, no, no. Shenat Hamishim from the beginning of the 50th, already 10 days earlier. He's going to start the laws of Yovel. 
rabbis, what do you do with that word? They say the Yovel starts on Kippur. So what do I need this Pasuvi Kiddashtim? It's Shinat Hamishim. What does that teach me? Right? So it says, Shanim Atam Mekadesh V'yatam Mekadesh Hodashim. Who did Asha? Betin must sanctify the 50th year. Which means they must actually say, Mekudash Ashana. And if they don't say Mekudash Ashana, it's not Kodesh. In the 50s, they just, it's not an automatic. It's not, it's not a calendar uh, item. It's a declaration of Beti Vikindashtem. So the Hadush is, no, they, they have to say Mekudash Ashana. So the Hadush is, but they don't have to sanctify Rosh Hodesh. Which means, according to this opinion, the rabbis say Rosh Hodesh is an automatic. Whether whether it comes bismano, whether it doesn't come bismano, Petin doesn't have to say mikudash ha'odesh. So therefore, that's tradus according to the banan. Mikudash them, rabbis, you have to sanctify. What do you have to sanctify? It's shenat ha'hamishim. It's shenat ha'hamishim velo et ha'odashim. Good? Yeah. We have another b'raita. Yovel hi. Right, it calls the 50th year. Yovel. Yovel hi. Matkal mudomar. What is uh, what's the Hadush when it says Yuvelhi? Which means seemingly, we know already uh, it's Yuvelhi. You already told me that it's uh, Kodesh. Well, Lefish in Imar, because it says, Kikidashtem et Shinata Hamishim. It says already you're going to sanctify the 50th. Yachol, Keshem Shem Mitkadeshit Veholechet Mitkhilata, Kach Mitkadeshit Veholechet Besofa. I would have thought, according to the Bishma'il. Didn't we say you add 10 days to the Yovel? Yep. Didn't we say we mm-hmm. can't Hamishim? Even though you don't blow the Shafar till Kippur, but we said preempted, started from 10 days early. So I might have thought also, maybe going out of Yovel, you also extend 10 days. Which we started on Nosh Hashanah and ended the following year on Kippur. And you say, what do you mean? Why should I think you should add 10 days to your veil? Again, you started on Hashanah, correct? Did I add 10 days? Right. Yes. Because really you should start on Kippur. Okay, now they can estimate Shanat Hamishim. It starts at the beginning. So I would say like this. Just like you added 10 days in the beginning, maybe end 10 days on the out. On going out. Therefore, end your veil on Kippur the following year. Now, which means what? You have the, there's laws of your veil. Your veil is like a Shemitah. You don't have to plow the ground, all that. So maybe the laws start from Rosh Hashanah, and it goes all the way to the following Kippur. Don't be shocked at such a Havamina. Why? That's a concept. It's a Torah concept. Don't we add... Don't we add to Shabbat? Don't we add extra minutes? Right? To the Kodesh? So if I want to add to the Kodesh, so if I want to add ten more days, Shinat Hamishim Shana. Ha Hamishim Atamikadesh, the Atamikadesh Shinat Hamishim Bahat. That's what the Pasuja is going to know. Shinat Hamishim. It's only the 50th that's Yovel. Once the Radio Shinat comes the next year, it's already the 51st. You can't add, exactly. When it says Yovel, Shinat Hamishim, Dafka, Shinat Hamishim. So going in, you add it 10 days, but going out, you don't add anything. Yovel is only. The fiftieth year. Now, which means it's a it's a mi'ut. Yoveli, this is Yovel and not something else. Meaning only the Yovel to the end of the year, but not the extension. Oh, so that's the opinion of who? That would be that this is a good dinash according to Bishmael. Because I would have thought you extend, because since you extended in the beginning, I might have thought that you extend 
on the way out. But the rabbis, they don't extend. The rabbis say it starts on 10 to 3. So therefore, according to them, what do you need your veli? What is it coming to exclude? Which means you're starting late, so you end at the end of the year. What do I need the Yoveli to come to the school again? According to Bishma'el, okay, I know what Yovel is coming to tell me. That only until Rosh Hashanah, out of Tashti, is Yovel. Why would I think more? You hated me 10 days in the beginning, so maybe it'd be 10 days going out. This is Yovel, not that. But according to Akamim, that you don't hit any days in the beginning. It starts on Kippur. So, well, just like I didn't hit any days in the beginning, I'm not going to hit any days in the end. So, what is Yovel coming to exclude? Rabbanan, Shenat Hamishim Atamone, the Atamone Shenat Hamishim Veachat. Which means like this It's the 50th year, correct? Yeah. Uh, is it also considered the first year of the next cycle? Yeah. Uh, it is. Which, no, it means like this You have to start another another cycle of counting 49 years, right? So how do you count the 50th? Could you count it both ways? Could I say it's the 50th for the last cycle But it's also number one for the new cycle So to that, Hakamim come along and say No, no, Yovel he This year is a Yovel year which means Shinata Hamishim. It's only considered the 50th for Yovel, but we're not going to consider it one for the next, for the next cycle. cycle. Now there's a Shita that says that, but La Apukem and Rabbi Yehuda. Because Rabbi Yehuda says, The Amar Shinata Hamishim Ole Lekan Ulekan. He says, Year 50, you play it both sides. Nice. You play it for year 50 for the Yovel, and, and year one for the, for the next cycle. Kamash Ma'lan, that what? No, Yovel, he. Shinata Hamishim. Now look at the top Rashi. That they don't learn that you have to hit any days in the beginning. They don't have to have a dirash to the end. If you don't hit any days in the beginning, of course you don't have to hit any days in the end. You don't count the year of Yobel as and year one for the upcoming Yovel. You don't do that. Right. You don't start counting the next cycle till the following year. year. You count it for 50 of this Yovel, and it's actually year one for the next coming. Yovel, he says it's only Yovel. It's coming to exclude it for the upcoming years.